I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Overpromised is presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code OVERPROMISED because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to Overpromised, our bonus podcast live from the Mandalay Bay Radio Row, Las Vegas. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Cavino. That is Rich. Now we got little Dicky, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Oh, he's the best. Stopping by in just a little bit, a little bonus interview on today's Overpromised. But we got to go over some prop bets for Super Bowl 58, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. There's some good ones. I got two today. I'll give you some more later in the week. But I want to start with... One that people talk about every year. Okay. And that, my friends, is what color Gatorade will be poured on the winning <laughs> coach or players? Like, what Gatorade's going to be all over the poured place? Poured on Shanahan if you're, you know. Some hoping for Yeah. Him. Andy Reid? No thanks. <laughs> I'm a Niners fan. Right. But I'm looking at the prop bets right now, and, and oddly enough, you would think Niners are red. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are red. So you would assume red Gatorade's like the number one answer on the board, the, the best odds. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's the fifth best odds. Oh, really? It's a color clash? What's I mean, going on? Purple is the, the likely favorite. I'm like, purple? Are they pushing some new yeah, purple what's that drink? About? I don't know. Uh, that's plus 225. Yellow green is plus 300, meaning bet 100, win 300. Of course, yeah. Orange, plus 300. Blue, plus 350. 
Red is plus 350. I'm putting my money on red. I mean, whoever wins, that seems like the safer bet. But then again, have you ever seen red Gatorade? I feel like you don't, usually. Uh, Clear Gatorade is plus 1,000. And how about this? No Gatorade at all, plus 1,600. So, man, that's a tough one. And this guy's such a gambling fool, by the way, speaking that, that of red. we're betting on Gatorade. Uh, yeah, we're betting <laughs> on Gatorade, but he also hit on red 16 this week, mm. Joe Montana ah. style. Yeah, we're here in Vegas. So, I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know why purple is the odds-on favorite. Maybe someone got some intel, like Andy Reid likes purple drink. <laughs> Who knows? Yes. But I think right now I'm going to go Niners, Chiefs, whoever wins, red Gatorade. You don't see it that often. It's plus 350. Hey, Couple bucks, make it fun. DraftKings Maybe because purple was part of the, remember the big conspiracy, part of the color of the official Super Bowl logo. Ooh, now you're talking. Know, you know. All right, now the second prop bet I want to make before we get to little Dicky Dave here on the show. Okay. This is, I, I don't want to confuse you, so follow me here. Because this is like a tricky thing to follow. The jersey number total for touchdowns scored in the game. Okay, got it. So if you add up all right. the jersey numbers yeah. of anyone that scores a touchdown. For both teams? For both teams. Okay. Both teams combined, add up the jersey numbers of the players that score a touchdown over or under 121.5. Now, keep in mind, you might say, easily over. But let me give you a couple jersey numbers that will throw you off a little I bit. I mean, everybody knows Kelsey alone is 87. So 87. Kittle, 85. Yeah. So if Kelsey and Kittle score a touchdown, you're easily over. But once you start realizing all the other players that are on the Niners and Chiefs, Debo, 19, Ayuk, 11, Pacheco, 10, McCaffrey, 23. So if none of the, if none of the tight ends – or a receiver with number 80-something scores. It could be like a, if McCaffrey scores three tutties, Mahomes rushes for a touchdown, throws a touchdown to Pacheco, it could be like under It could be like 50. So do you That's like, a really interesting one. By the way, though, is that a new one? Because I've never even I've, heard I've that I've never before. heard it, and I love, oh, okay, it. I, love it. I love that DraftKings yeah, is offering it. That's fun. But here's what I'm going with. Okay. I'm going with the over, and I'll tell you why. If you combine Kelsey, this is what I'm doing, because I hate to say Kelsey because I'm a Niners fan. but Right. Kelsey plus two McCaffreys hits the over. <laughs> you know what? I actually agree with that one, man. I think that's a guarantee. McCaffrey times two yeah. is 46. 46 plus 87, do the math, is 123. So I like two McCaffreys, one Kelsey. Let's go with the over. So uh, purple Gatorade. No, no, red Gatorade. Oh, red and over. What if I mean, what if Debo scores like three touchdowns, but Pacheco scores? No, no, okay. no, no. That, okay. One of the tight ends definitely scoring. I'm actually with you on that for okay, sure. So yeah. hit the over, 121 and a half, all courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, well, there it is, Dickie. Looking for a super offer for the big game? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game. Turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code OVERPROMISE. New customers bet 5 bucks. Get that 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code 
Overpromised, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's Cavino and Rich live from Radio Row, Las Vegas. Yeah. And look who's here, man. Let's welcome little Dickie, What's everybody. What's up, Dave? What's Thank going you, on? I'm just having fun. How are you, you know, guys doing? David, we love when we interview someone we actually like, so this cool. is this is nice, because we're fans yeah. of the show, we're fans of your music, so yeah. this is nice. Yeah, it's easy for us, but not only that, Rich, the last time we interviewed you was that miserable time called COVID, uh. when you were doing those Zoom interviews all yeah, the time. Yeah. So it's fun, good huh? to see you in person. <laughs> yeah. This is better. It's a better yeah, vibe. Way better. Yeah. Way better. So how, how, do you, how do you like a scene like this, man? Are you, uh, I was are you saying, taking I, it all in or what? Yeah, I, this is actually the first convention I've ever like been to. You know, I see in movies and stuff, like, I just never, I realized today when I walked in that I've never been to a convention. I would say a media convention, probably on the higher end of fun conventions. Like, if you go to other conventions, just a bunch of dudes in polo shirts uh. and khakis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what conventions are, are the most exciting. But anyways, everyone here has been really nice. And I think fun. at conventions, a lot of times, you just see a bunch of dudes that are away from their wives, and they're up to no good. Like, you uh, see these guys at the the bar, at the infidelity. hotel. Yeah, a lot yeah. of infidelity at conventions. Sure. Rich is really keen on that. He's always aware. <laughs> Very aware Stop of it. it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, dude, you got to notice that mutual respect, though, man, right? Because I know you're a big sports fan, so you've seen all these dudes walking around, but they also know Dave. Like, oh, there he is, man. That's yeah. my guy. Oh, it's cool to go do interviews and be able to talk sports. Like, honestly, in an alternate life, I would have been doing what you guys do and been like a sports comment. You know what I mean? So it's cool to even just be talking sports for money. Well, dude, I know <laughs> you play basketball. I know you're good at basketball. Yeah. Other sports growing up, were tennis, you any good? Tennis. Three like, year, good, though? Like, really good? Look, I'm the three-year tennis captain of the best team in my high school history. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Yeah. Can I I saw one of those, like, what's the hardest thing to do? And it was like, you know, run for a yard in the NFL, you know, hit a major league baseball pitcher. I thought the hardest thing on the list was return a serve from a professional tennis player because I feel like no way on earth the average person could do that. I bet it's hard. For me, I play tennis. I, I, to me, it could not be harder than hitting a baseball throwing like 100 mile an hour. At least, with true. The, at least the tennis racket, there's this big circle. You have a chance. You know, <laughs> and it's like not scary because the ball can only hurt so much. Yeah, baseball, yeah. I would be up there like shit, like scared. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The hey, ball is so hard. What do you think of pickleball and the pickleball rage yeah. as a tennis guy? Uh, I like it. I, you know, I'm not. But it's a. I haven't. I've only played like four times, and you know, I'm naturally good, but I'm not naturally dominant so it, it is a little frustrating to feel like I would dominate these people in tennis and then I come in and they're kind of better than me but I know that I have better hand so I just need to play it more because it's a different bounce it's a different ball I, I don't like have the right touch yet so. you know what when uh when it does happen because it's not in the workshop but Dave season four yeah you need to be networking playing pickleball and there's an odd scenario where you're, you're trying to decide do I show off how good I am yeah. <laughs> or not yeah <laughs> oh. I don't know I played 
the first time I like really spent time with Leonardo DiCaprio was playing pickleball, and he was going so hard and he was so good. And it was I was like I hated losing. In, to this in those <laughs> in those moments, I mean, little Dicky, Dave, you're a big deal. But in those moments, is it weird? Like, dude, I'm playing pickleball with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's got to be like surreal. No? It is surreal. I like I'm really at my core a very normal guy. So it's like when I'm doing, but all, you know, Leo's a normal guy too. But yes, I'm certainly there being like, oh my god, like grew up like watching Titanic, like idolizing this man. Can't believe he's in HD, three dimensional, right in front of me, and he's beating me in pickleball. But you've networked it so well, man. I want to talk about that, too, because I remember our first experience. We came up, Maxim Radio, early days of Sirius XM. It was just Sirius. I remember seeing Ex-Boyfriend, uh -huh. right? And like, yeah. yo, check this out. That was the first experience. That's the, that's the first thing I put out. Blew up. It was yeah. awesome. We loved it because it was heartfelt and funny. Yeah. You had a hot chick in the video. I remember to this day, you always joke about, yeah, his junk had abs. <laughs> like that, like yeah. that's still one of Dude, our inside jokes. We still you. use that. <laughs> yeah, as a reference. I'm happy that that's Yeah, penis abs. By the way, we're going to be talking more about <laughs> penis, so stick around. Yeah. Um, no, 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 but, you know, then things happen. There's so many people trying to do what you did, and obviously you're just great at it, yeah. but how did you network it, man? And when you look back, like, tell us about that journey. Look, it, like, in the beginning, it's a lot harder because, you know, like, for example, season one of my TV show, yeah. I'm trying to get YG in it, and I, I'm... I gotta be like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. There's no footage or like evidence besides yeah. me like making funny music videos. By season three, you know, I'm going to Brad Pitt and he's seen every episode and he's a huge fan of the show. So it's wow. not, it's like in a weird way, it was harder to get YG than Brad Pitt because like there was at least evidence when I was, by the time I was re ready to get to Brad Pitt. Now I'm fortunate to where like I'm in a position where like I think I've just put in enough work that the product kind of speaks for itself and these people are just joining in because they F with. I don't know if I can curse. <laughs> they F with what I'm doing so hard. Uh, whereas, like, back in the day, like, it did help that I was, like, you know, conversationally ple pleasant with, like, people that had to really take a gamble on me. Yeah. Right. But now I think the proof is in the pudding, more or less. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and part of your character and part of your real life is people taking you serious as a, a rapper and now yeah. just all-around entertainer. Yeah. Do you think being personable, so personable and so likable and, and funny... Do you think that took away from your credibility as an actual rapper sometimes? Because, dude, we've seen you on Sway. Sway's our boy, man. Yeah. You you got bars Thank for real, you. yeah. Yeah. Look, I I don't think it's taken. I, I really like haven't put out enough music over the last eight nine years to feel like, oh, I'm slighted as a rapper. Like it's, the TV show has actually kind of taken away my ability to really focus on music. So, right. And right now is like the first time in a while that I've been like head down like recording new music in like five, six years. So So have the goals changed or is it headed where you wanted it to head? Uh it's headed where I wanted it to head, but like the goals do change. Like I think I entered the whole thing like wanting to be like purely a comedian and like not really even understanding that I had broader goals as a filmmaker. Like now like I look at myself as like a true director, writer and like I have just as much interest in making like the next uh the social network as I do the next super bad you know like i think when i entered it i was like trying to just make super bad which is like my favorite movie ever yeah it's yeah yeah iconic comedy and i love that and i still want to make those kind of movies but really like a movie like the social network i never thought i would try to make and i, I that to me is like the highest form of art is a movie like that you know it's interesting we're due for some 
like R-rated comedies. Like when totally. you think when you quotable, think, quotable, yeah, quotable comedies. But yeah. I, you know my theory that the minute social media took over, movie quotes went away. Because if you quote a movie, think of all the last movies you might quote with your buddies. Yeah. Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Um, it ended at Super Bad. You know, like Super Bad. It's they're all mid two thousands. You're like, what happened? Social media happened. Well, why do you think that is? I, I I definitely feel a lack of the R-rated comedy. Like when we were younger and Judd Apatow, like every of year, of course, yeah. with a classic. Like it's not happening right now. My like, theory is because now we're just oversaturated with content and we would watch super bad over and over again and movies like that over and over again so the quotes were embedded in our brains and we all related that, to it like funny up and coming funny people are just more incentivized to just make tiktok online content than like write a script no that's that's that could be it too yeah. a lot of layers i'm totally fine with it because i feel like i have no competition <laughs> you know, what you I know? Mean? I'll tell you what you, you said before he's sort of like if you want to do a sports tie-in yeah he's sort of like the yogi Berra. Of rap, and I and I say this because Yogi won ten World Series, Hall of Famer, <laughs> and if you watch that documentary about Yogi Berra, yeah. the whole thing it's is that great, right? his personality and how fun he was yeah, took, took away, away from yeah. people being like, "Yo, he's freaking legit." I love I, and I, and that's when people hear you rap, it's like, "Yo, he's really good." Yeah, but he's like funny and goofy, and he's really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Look, yeah. it's I straddle that. Like even <laughs> moving forward, as I make more and more music, like I think to myself, do I really want to have this like over the top funny moment in this song that before it wasn't that funny? Right. Like, and I think, well, maybe because I don't want to take people out of the song, but also like that's just my personality. Why would I take that? Like, you know. So it's I'm always trying to balance. I that got line. a question for you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like the process, how do you know when you're done with it? Like, oh, maybe I should add this or do this or do that. How do you know it's hey, that's done? Well, it depends what we're talking about. What music? I, anything really? Yeah. Actually, right. Music. Because Bob Ross, every time he painted, I was like, he's done. And then he'd be like, let me do this. I'm like, oh, he's effing it up. And he's like, oh, oh no. It's actually. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Well, look, the music goes through a lot of phases. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get a beat and I'll record a demo. And then, like, you know, I will then be like, there's inevitably some sort of weaker links of like, well, this two bars, like, I just know I could improve. Like, and then I'll go back and I'll improve. And then when I'm really satisfied with my lyrical performance, I'll be like, well, the beat is like kind of like, you know, this is the beat I was sent. I think we can add a few things here and there and make it like give momentum and shape and different, like make the outro more. When then that's done, it's like, well, now it's time to mix it. And then like, there's all different things. And then I feel really satisfied at a certain point with mixing. And then Actually, the beautiful thing about mixing is you feel like, oh, it sounds perfect. It can't get any better. And then you master it. And, yeah. and it does and it, sound you're better. You're like, why did I even <laughs> like the mix? And now it sounds so much better. And it's like mastering. There's really like, you can only, it's not as, there's not as many like different things that can happen. It can just like, there's like an on and an off switch more or less. And like, so mastering is my favorite phase because it gets so much better, but there's not a lot of room for me to like nitpick and tinker. It's like more like yes or no. You know what I mean? I do. And, and yeah. dude, you made me think of something else. When you have such such professionals in your camp yeah. who have so many skills, other rappers, Benny Blanco. Like, where's the balance of, hey, I want to ask him as a friend, but he's also a professional. Like, where's the balance there to use your friends in your network with your projects? No, it's, you got to balance it. Like, you know, Benny is a great example. He's my best friend in the world. Right. Who also happened, like, the luckiest guy. That, like, he would be my best friend if he was a plumber. You know, How did that happen? You just, just connected he, eyes, and you're like, that's my well, guy. he actually, the first day I put that ex-boyfriend video out, the first day he tweeted at me and, like, connected with me. No way. So, I probably did, too, but you didn't give a shit. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we could have been that close could've, to You could have been, yeah, been Benny Blanco yeah. in his life. But, but no. it's, it's tricky, because, like, you know, 
Benny, for example, like professionally, like he, like I, I'm the kind of guy who wants to work when I work. Like I want to work like 12 hours straight and mm -hmm. like take no breaks. Benny is a big like 15 minutes on, 20 minutes off, <laughs> and it's like yes. I have to accommodate that because I'm not gonna like complain because it, he's like the best producer in the world. Right. And yeah. I'm lucky to even be working with him. And it's like I could abuse and be like, come on, I'm your best friend. You'll do whatever I want at the end of the day. But I don't because I'm always trying to be cognizant that this is like the LeBron of production and like his process. That's so cool. Dude, man. he's your best friend. And I feel like I wanted to come to his defense when people were like, why is Selena Gomez with him? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's charming. I was like, if you watch Dave, knew the guy's coming. a genius. He's on Dave. Does he know, like, all right, all I'm dating knew. Selena Gomez. Yeah. People are going to shit on me. He we, knew this. We knew it was coming. So it's like, you know, I, I'm happy that it's no longer a secret because, like, they were dating and I couldn't tell anyone. But we always knew that when that became public, I think it's whoever Selena's gonna date, it's like, there's a huge core audience of like Justin Bieber diehards that like, it's weird, right? Selena and Justin as like a thing, you know, that, 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 that whoever she dates will never be good I enough. saw Bieber's wife on a podcast, uh, Call Her Daddy, and, yeah. and she was talking about how they're happily married and people are still like, Selena! And it's like, I know. dude, like, it's creepy day, that it's, people it's are. It's kind of, I think, a bunch of children like who just yeah. wanna say stuff on the internet. So it's, I don't think he takes it too seriously. When, when, when Benny's dating Selena Gomez and you guys are hanging and it's not public, yet sound like weird I mean I know you guys are just all regular people but to know that I know a secret that if if someone found out it would be on TMZ like right now is that weird that you're like you're sitting on like hey, we're having drinks and hanging but the world doesn't know this but they sort of want to maybe it would have been weird if Selena was somebody different than Selena but she's just so down to earth I love how she was like I don't give a F what yeah. you think yeah mm. she, I mean <laughs> look I had never met her prior to Betty and like you know she's truly like the most like famous she's the most followed woman in the world on Instagram that's why like, number one and the woman couldn't be nicer, sweeter, more down to earth. Like I actually met her when I was with my niece, and we just had me and my niece and my brother and my family just went to Benny's like to swim for a day, and she was there and she like spent the whole day like being so sweet to my niece for no other reason. How great than is her that? Being like a good human being. So like that's why. And, and by the way, that makes you the, like coolest uncle ever, right? For sure. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it was. That, I definitely earned some. They're like, can you day. take us swimming again <laughs> anywhere? Just let's go somewhere. I I'll, know, Uncle Dave. Uh, yeah. Can you be my uncle? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, before we talk Mountain Dew, I have to. Ask you a huge story today. Uh, they still call you Mr. Leftward Sloping Penis, not or in a while. no, not in a while. Feel free, you can. <laughs> <laughs> got to bring that back. Yeah. Uh, someone else's jammy is in the news today. Ooh. I don't know uh, if you've seen it yet. It's been described as a missile. I saw, I saw, I saw the footage. We're I'm talking Drake. Lie. I want to know your reaction. Look, that that was a long dick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was a. He, he had one hand on, and there was room for, like, multiple more hands. And, yeah. and you couldn't tell if it was soft or hard or what. So yeah, right? It's like half it had a little halfy flop to it, yeah. so you're like, what's going on? And it's not, it's not, yeah, uh, here's a live yeah, reaction. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There um, it is. Yeah, I mean. Damn, that's, that's a hell like, of a missile, as I was say. holding my dick <laughs> with my hand, yeah. there'd be nothing coming out of the hand. You're, like, you know pressing I mean? down on your back yeah, just to try to get a little. like a quarter of an inch of the head. Little pop helmet pop. You know what? <laughs> if, if you zoom in, you see some abs, which is I really. Yeah. Yeah. He's, got, he's the guy that has the yeah, abs. he has it. Good for Drake. So, again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much, man. But tell us what's going on. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Big fan, obviously. Look, uh, look uh, yeah, I'll hold the can. If yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, you know. I came from a time the last 20 years. Anytime you want to have this, you got to go to Taco Bell, and it's like in the <laughs> yeah. whenever I'd go to Taco Bell, which I do all the time because I love Taco Gordita Bell. Gordita Crunch, Gordita Crunch, Mountain Dew. Let's go. There's no, they know him by name. I always, Taco be, Bell. I'd be like, what is this mysterious like only offered at Taco Bell soda that I love? I get it every Dude, time. Let me, let me tell you something. The people at the Taco Bell drive-through, like I have a, the kids go to sleep, and the wife and I were like, all right, let's let's 
get some Taco Bell pop and edible. Yeah. And, and that's sort of gordita crunch. What do you get at Taco Bell? I but? get a cheesy gordita crunch <laughs> with I chicken. I told and you. No lettuce. I told you. It's so good. And the chicken quesadilla. <laughs> oh. And yeah. I get a and Baja Mountain Dew. <laughs> and it's like I, I'm like you know previously I'm like what is this like golden soda that they have that isn't available anywhere else? So like obviously I'm being paid by Mountain Dew to offer you this information, but I really am happy and proud to be the guy giving the information that this incredible soda that has only been available in drive-throughs for the last 20 years is now in stores, canned and bottled nationwide. That's so big news. It's big real. News. Yeah, now it is. Be the guy. What, yeah. what I love about that, like the same way we said, we're excited to talk to Lil Dicky because we actually like Dave. Yeah. Like that's how you, I feel you about like Baja Blast. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you feel about Baja Blast. It works. Blast. It yeah. works. Yeah. Um, by the way, when he was talking about the process of writing, did you watch the We Are the World documentary? No. It, it's fantastic. And I, I kept thinking the whole time, when do they know each person's line? is finished, and I, I just thought of what you were saying with that process. I but haven't seen that documentary. You should watch it. It's pretty well. the guy who made Earth with 30 other artists on it. I think I should watch that, because I, I always thought I should be filming a documentary. No, yeah. you, you got to do that, and uh, speaking of, you know, to wrap it up, your dream collaboration, man. I want to hear it. Well, you know, there's two different mediums. You got film and you got music. Yeah, both. Give us both. Like, probably LeBron in film. Yeah. And... In music, you know, I think Drake and Kanye, like, you know, those guys totally are my favorite. Oh, the old missile? Yeah. <laughs> the old missile. Look, we're not going to only know Drake by his dick. I know. I'm pretty sure he't. he's got other accolades. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still fresh and embedded it's, in our mind. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, independent of his dick, he's an incredible artist. <laughs> no, for but real. Listen, we are, here, we, are, we are here. For real, for real. We are here at Super Bowl Radio Row. So before you go, I'm a Niners fan. Who do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for the Niners. You, you think the Chiefs got this or what? I just, why would I ever, like, doubt Patrick Mahomes? That's the I problem, know. I know. So. I think the Niners on paper might be better, but it's Mahomes. It's it's so you know, your only shot, in my opinion, is you got to get, like, it to be a two-score game late. Because if it's a one-score game, he's come, yeah. it's just in the air. Everyone's like, well, now it's time for him. And, like, they're going to start, like, overthinking it. And, like, you know they're going to be scoring. So I saw that story four years ago, bro, when exactly. they lost to the Chiefs. I saw it last year when the Eagles lost to them. So That's right. Like, you just can't let the game be on the line against Mahomes because he's going he's gonna to win it. No doubt. Well, hey, yeah. dude, a pleasure to see you. Hey, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. So little good Dickie. Hey, guys, welcome back to Overpromised. So cool to catch up with little Dickie. That dude is just such a nice guy. I'm Hi, a huge I'm Dave. Fan. Yeah, I love that. If you don't watch the show, you got to watch that show, catch up on it. And I'm just glad he stopped by. And that's the cool thing about being here, Radio Row in Vegas. You never know who's going to stop by. We're going to do another bonus podcast sometime this week. But tune into our show on Fox Sports Radio, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 on the West. That's 4 to 7 on East. Because, again, so many people stopping by. Lots of fun to have. Lots of stories to tell. Super Bowl week's insane. No doubt. All right, we'll see you guys later on. Until then, arrivederci, baby. See you in the overpromised land. Have a Vegas, good one. Vegas. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.